This is Real Talk with Coach Valerie Malone, your source of empowering ideas and actionable strategies for life, business, and leadership. Join your host, Valerie Malone, leadership coach and motivational speaker on a journey to unlocking your true potential. Charmaine, so happy to have you here in today's podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Happy to connect with you. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so excited about this because me and you, we got to talk a couple of times and I love the conversation I had with you. And I want my listeners to also get to know you and learn about you and the amazing work that you do in this world. Thank you so much. And likewise, very, very grateful to connect with you and chatted with you as well. Well, my pleasure. So I'm going to jump into the first question and ask you on your own word. Tell us, what do you do? I um, am a self-love practitioner. So I work with spirit in the um, intuitive realm. I am a medical intuitive and Reiki master and yoga teacher and insight timer guided meditation teacher. All the amazing stuff that each and every one of us need. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I, I yes. Concur. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We're going to talk a lot about that, but um, as I mentioned before, a lot of our listeners in this podcast are women and women entrepreneurs that are wanting to come in and start their business or they have a business and they wanted to scale up their business. So I'm going to talk about your business a little bit, and then we're going to go to your practice of what it is that you do. Um, now, when it comes to entrepreneurial, when it comes to business, you know, and I know it's not as easy as we think it is. You know, we have this passion. We wanted to start a business, but um, the part of that we have to be entrepreneur is kind of hard. And a lot of people don't talk about that part of it because it's yucky. It's like a, a lot of tedious work and all of that. So what is the biggest obstacle that you have overcome becoming entrepreneur and starting this business? You know, as I reflect on that, uh, the, the biggest thing that comes up for me is numerous times of pivoting, especially around significant community events like the financial crisis in 2008 when 9-11 happened, um, pandemic. My business has been through all of that. And when those events affected community, whether it's not only in the United States, but throughout the globe, um, it, it really affected my business in the fact that uh, numerous shutdowns happened, um, clients, you know, had stepped away from receiving for a while due to financial or health concerns. And so, you know, I found myself in quite a few different times throughout my business experience thus far, having to get really creative mm-hmm. and also finding like the services I offer, what is more like recession proof or what is um, needed no matter what experiences we're going through in community. So. It's been, you know, I would say those are some of the biggest obstacles I've had in my business. Wow. Which is not really fun or easy. 
Right, right. <laughs> and no, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because regardless of what, I know that a lot of stuff happened to you and, and, and to us that we had to pivot. But a lot of newcomers that are coming in and the, and the market right now and they're trying to start, but they, that's one thing they have to keep in mind that um, sometime when you vision your business the way you do, if it doesn't go your way, that's okay. You can always pivot. So I'm glad that you said that um, because it's talent that you have and the things that you teach people is always there. It's just that the, the pivoting of the business just to make it for people to say, okay, I'm not doing this right now. I'm doing this later, but let's just do this because that's what needed the most right now. So it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to uh, recreate. It's okay to revision yourself and say that this is how I run my business. Which brings me to my next question is like, who are your clients? Like, what do they look like? <laughs> you know, they're all walks of life. Um, okay. all, all genders. Um, it's not anyone specific that's looking for just that, oh, I, I know what Reiki is, and so I'm going to go receive Reiki from Charmaine. It's any and all people in, in all industries. In, in I think it's more to answer that question is my clients are those that are um, perhaps struggling with their physical, mental, emotional, energetic, spiritual bodies. Mm -hmm. um, they're being challenged in, in many aspects of their life. Um, and that can apply to just being a human on this earth, right? So I can't, there's not a specific targeted um, you know, individual that comes to me. It's everyone. I mean, I, you know, my clients are teachers and custodians and, yeah. uh, you know, CEOs and doctors and um, street sweepers. I mean, it's it's literally any and all people do come see me um, right. for support and guidance. So Which again, like I said, it's, it's so needed. Now, let's talk about self-love. I love to talk about self-love. I practice it all my life. If you if you if you read my uh, bio, I actually mm -hmm. uh, practice meditation in India, and I'm very very spiritual from the beginning of life. Spirituality was kind of like our religion. I remember my grandma used to make us sit down and take time out and just quiet our mind when I was like five. <laughs> yeah, when I was five, and um, over the year, over the year, spirituality self-love, self-care, self-growth has been interpreted in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to self-love, um, a lot of the dynamic of that word changes so much after pandemic. And you know, and I know because a lot of people sat home and, and thought about that. Yeah. Tell us about what does self-love means? Beautiful question. Self-love is truly being with your organic natural self and honoring your wants and needs and it's different for everyone valerie i love that you shared that because um when you know when when the term self-care started becoming more well known in communities it was like what what is you know self-care is i'm just going off of general term terminology here Oh, it's a massage. It's going to the spa. It's, you know, um, doing yoga. That, 
okay, that there there is that, and I absolutely feel that that applies to some people. But self love is different for every human being on this planet, and to me, it's doing what nurtures you, honors you, and fulfills your needs and wants. You can go out and garden, or ride a bike, or Maybe going to the grocery store, maybe going to the grocery store for someone is self-love because they're purchasing food that nourishes them, mm. that feels really good. And so it's different for everybody. Now, I, I call myself a self-love practitioner because the services I offer do support right. self-love. They can definitely support and um, nurture. They do. But it's, it's vast. I mean, you, the service that you offer, Valerie, is self-love yes. for so many people. Yeah. It's just every human has a different experience with loving themselves. That's my, my long description of self-love. No, that was said <laughs> so beautifully. And I'm glad you did because, again... Um, the interpretation of self-love and self-growth and self-care was um, defined so much mm -hmm. by society expectation. Like you said, for the longest time, a lot of people thought that, oh, I'm getting my nails done, getting my hair done, doing massage, I'm, I'm taking care of myself. But they were very disconnected with themselves. And that's form of avoiding yourself sometime just to, you know, even though you think you relax on a thing, but self-love is really to my definition of self-love is to really accept completely and utterly all of yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. That is so beautiful, Valerie. I feel like you could literally submit that to Webster's Dictionary, and that could be the definition of self-love. <laughs> like, that, that is so beautiful, the way you stated that. Um, you know, it's... For, for a while, I felt like when self-care and self-growth, as you mentioned, um, were, were termed as like this more receiving. And yes, there's when you're giving to yourself, you are receiving. Hmm. But for some, giving, volunteering, giving to someone is loving themselves because it fills them up. It nurtures them. So I feel like that has shifted too. Right. Um you know, I'd be curious your thoughts on that as well, but that's, I feel like the receiving as important as it is, there's also some beauty to giving and it also being loving for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Because it's almost like a trade. And I always tell that to people, life is a trade, right? We trade for everything. And some people say that I'm so kind, I'm, I'm doing this, this, that. But in in the end, if you're doing something kind to someone, you're receiving that feeling of love. It makes you feel amazing. And that itself is part of nurturing your spirit, which in the spirit, really material stuff is like uh, uh, not really that important. We can go through that and that's a really deep uh, thing. But I'm sure a lot of people know by now, especially after pandemic, that uh, fulfilling yourself and loving yourself is when you give. I, I just can't emphasize enough that how that makes me feel a little bit of story i gotta tell you yeah i had a mentor and and um i love what he said and i follow his footstep because he said to me people ask me why you always motivate to do what you do 
And yes, money's good, but I do it because the giving makes me feel amazing. And I remember that and I literally built my business concept based on that because my business focus was not so much about, okay, I'm making money, but I wanted to have people. I wanted to have people to work for me. I want to have to people, I will hire people just to do things that I could do myself. You know, there's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with doing myself, but just paying them and, and seeing them that they're taking that money and, and, and helping their family and providing for their family. It's an amazing feeling. And that's form of self-love, right? Oh, a hundred thousand million percent. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I do. I'd like to touch on that too, because I feel like there's, there's authentic giving and then there's giving where you expect something in return. And when you expect something in return, it's not truly authentic giving. Right. But when you're just giving to someone, like you're gifting, maybe that's one of your love languages is, you know, gifts. Um, and you're just gifting someone and they're opening that gift and they're just, they're so elated to be receiving it. And you, you're just, you're receiving their elatedness, you know, you're receiving their joy and it's you, like you said, it is this, this beautiful relationship when it's very organic. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. That's self-love said so well and so beautifully. Now let's talk about meditation. Mm-hmm. meditation a space of being with yourself with your true self your time your spirit time your vision your magical world now again god misinterpreted in so many ways that people say um i have to meditate but what is your definition when it comes to meditation and why that helps people meditation is bringing yourself into the moment, even if it's for that moment. Meditation is about breath. It is humanly impossible to turn our brains off. Our brains are going. They're chatting. Sometimes they're calm. Sometimes they're chilling out. We've got cloud of thoughts and they pass by. Oh, I'm breathing. I'm in the moment. Oh, here comes another thought. Cool. In, in my teachings and in my learnings and trainings with meditation, there is the societal pressure that we have to turn our brains off in meditation. I would love to meet someone that can do it, and perhaps there is, but I've even spoken to Buddhist monks that there's a thought. All right, we're going to chill. We're going to come back in a moment. Meditation is connection to self and source, and it's really being in that moment, even if it's for a moment. So, and connecting with our breath. Oh, I notice that inhale right on, high inhale. Oh, cool, there's that exhale. Hey, exhale, oh, you gotta remember to go grocery shopping. That's all right, hey, come on, inhale. Come on, exhale. It's, you know, to me, that's meditation. And when you're in that moment, even if it's for a moment, doesn't need to be 10 minutes, even if it's for the moment, you're with yourself, and you're with source. So wow. that to me is spirituality. Right. And your brain and your body benefit from it. Mm. So our brains, you know, are are have they have there's such dynamic, you know, magic to our brains, right? And I'm talking about this brain, our heart brain and our gut brain. Right. And 
when they're they're processing they're working 24 hours a day and that includes thoughts that come in and out and to me when we're sitting with those thoughts instead of pushing them away we're coming more into ourselves. now we're human and we're going to have maybe a negative thought whatever's negative to you like ooh, i'm thinking bad about this situation or bad about this person acknowledge it be with it sit with it and let's work through that and you only you can do that i mean i love you know mental health supporters and practitioners that can help us work through those feelings and thoughts as well so grateful for that but really truly meditation is here and now and hanging out with your breath i love what you said so yes a lot of time people say that i'm so stressed i'm so anxious and if something goes wrong that's when they sit and they meditate and like you said you have to face it and say okay if that feeling comes in it comes good but why is it like when is a good time to meditate there's something to prepare yourself for those moments that once as if you are happy and you're content and you start meditating and meditating making so when those thought does comes in and you can handle it much better versus like if you start when you get those thoughts you know that's a beautiful question valerie breath so if we're if again we come to the breath so if we've got some things going on we have stresses going on experiences that are overwhelming loss grief all of that mm -hmm. to me it's not where you're at it's, it's as far as I, I should elaborate it's not like i need to go sit in a park to work through this maybe you do right. maybe you need to you know step away from the the environment you're in and get quiet and to me when we get quiet that in, in a more quiet space that creates uh more more of a safe container to sit with these experiences but some people don't have that option if you're living in a big city and it's it's just busy that may not be an option or you have children at home or animals that are requiring your attention to me it's just breathing in and breathing out because that breath is going to calm the body it's going to bring more homeostasis and balance in the body and it's going to allow you to work through the challenges as opposed to i'm you know i'm in the spite or flight mode our yeah. breath is always going to calm things down right so i hope that answers your question I, yeah i did it's so funny because as i'm listening to you and i'm like it's almost saying that we forget how to breathe mm -hmm. i concur yeah I mean, we, we are all in our mother's womb, right? And we are breathing from our belly naturally. We're breathing in and out of our belly, which uh, if you've heard of belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing, that is one of the most calming breath practices you can do, whether it's one inhale and one exhale or 30 minutes of it, whatever it looks like for you. Um, breathing in and breathing out of the belly is how we breathe as a sweet little soul in our mother's womb and then we came into the world and we're breathing a bit out of there and we started growing up and adulting <laughs> and started to more breathe out of our chest i mean it's very common to breathe out of the chest um 
And, and so that's, you know, with breathing practice, I'm not seeing everyone must breathe out of their belly, but that is a, a calming breath practice that you can explore if that works for you. Um, but to me, you know, that just the, that one inhale and exhale, if we notice we're getting heightened or someone's triggered us, if we step back or remove, maybe some of us need to walk away from the situation. Some of us do need to go outside. Some of us need to go into our bedroom or in the basement, whatever it is. When you step away or when you sit and you just close your eyes and you take a deep breath in and a breath out, you may notice, hmm, I'm a little more calmer because it's a natural state of relaxation in the body. Just to, to be go back there. Right, right. Yeah. And I know you shared, you also have been meditating and experiencing meditation since you were five. And I too would love to know what meditation is like for you. Um, so in the beginning, meditation was for me, was just, I did it because I was told, you know, mm -hmm. it was in mm -hmm. kind of like, I think it, for my parents, it was kind of like way of like, okay, just sit down and be quiet and close your eyes and, mm -hmm. and, and be quiet. After doing that a lot, you just kind of go to that, like you said, that, that childhood breath that you just breathing very softly and very calmly and everything is your whole body is very, very relaxed. So as a young girl, I used to experience that mm -hmm. a lot. So I became in love with that because for me doing that actually uh, made me very alert that if I wasn't doing that and if I'm in, opening my eyes and doing something, it's just that anxiousness that's going blah, 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 you know? So that at the beginning of meditation, the differentiation of like, okay, there's, there's a calm time and there's like going, 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 over exhausting your body and keep going. So if I didn't get that, I would feel like, you know, my body's like almost not sleeping, you know, right. it just keep continue going. Yeah. And as I grew up and life got tough, I had a knowledge of how it is to calm yourself back down. But for me, meditation is my sanctuary, my place that I nurture my spirit. So I give it a lot of attention, just like everything else. So for example, I sleep, I, you know, we sleep because our body rejuvenates or we eat because, you know, we have to give nutrition to our body or we drink because we don't want to be dehydrated. I made meditation part of my spirit, you know, care that we are, it's not just this physical mind and body, you know, mm -hmm. we're a spirit, we have this light in us. And that as well, every day has to be nourished. So now, every time I meditate, I go there and I, 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 I feel it and I touch it and I, I, I be with it and I love it. And, and that's the part that I focus on a lot. That's the higher source that guides me, you know, when I, when I shut the, and I don't, like you said, I don't shut the physical mind as in like the thoughts not going through, but I handle it much better. I know it's coming, like you said, and it's going. And if it comes and if something is bad, like something is overwhelming and I'm like, okay, like you said, okay, it's coming. I see you and it goes away. And then I'm really grounded with myself. Mm -hmm. I'm very grounded with myself and that 
silent, that calmness, that lovely energy, pure, authentic energy runs through your body and all those thoughts in your head is not relevant anymore. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's so sacred. You're welcome. Yeah, it truly is. That's so beautiful. I, you know, it's meditation is available for all living beings on the planet. Mm -hmm. And no matter what background, religion, culture, um, beliefs, it is available. And in all the years I've been teaching meditation, probably the number one thing I've heard consistently is, well, I can't turn my brain off. And I mm. said, oh, great. Okay. Awesome. Um, we can still meditate together. Um, and what I found and I've witnessed in people that are practicing meditation, whether it's daily or once a year, is it brings them more to themselves and source, like what you're speaking of, honoring your spirit. And that is just, it's just so magical to have that experience with yourself and source, whatever that looks like for you. Right. So I love this talk. Yeah. <laughs> talk Absolutely. about meditation all day. <laughs> I know. No, but it's really important too because we wanted to educate people out there that are like was told that meditation is like you sh you're supposed to shut your mind off. And, uh, and, and my advice to those people would be that your mind, like you said, we can't shut, we can't, we can't do that. We can't turn our mind off. Mind, our mind, our brains are designed to continue thinking and thinking and thoughts coming and going. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you can benefit from meditation for few different reasons. One, I mean, just acknowledging your thoughts. Yeah. You know, what are the thoughts that keep repeating itself over and over and over and over? So yeah. that itself is, is just, even if you're not feeling that peace and calmness, just to listen to those thoughts. Huh, those thoughts keep coming up every single day. You know, then you know the why and you know I'll probably be more aware of maybe is there something I can do or maybe that there's something I have to let go or maybe that's something I didn't pay attention to, I should pay attention to. So regardless of how it is, you still get benefit from it. Or a lot of people that I hear when it, when it comes to meditation, they tell me like, I get more anxious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I sit down, when I meditate, it doesn't help me. I feel more anxious than mm -hmm. I was before. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to those people? That's definitely, I want to acknowledge that because I've heard that quite a bit. And for those that it's like this anxiety building up to hack to sit or breathe. Um, I typically say you've got to do what works best for you. If it's, if it's creating anxiety in your body, I invite you to explore why it does, but it should not cause anxiety. Meditation, the intention behind meditation 
mean, there's many, like you mentioned, there's many benefits, there's, there's many intentions behind meditation, but meditation is not intended to create anxiety in the body. So if it is, it's an opportunity to explore why, and perhaps it is not for you. Maybe it is just sitting and breathing. It's not sitting, lighting incense, a lighted sanctuary. It's, you know, maybe it is just, I'm, I'm walking and I'm breathing. Maybe mm. I'm doing that. Oh, I'm, it's like a walking meditation. Oh, I'm noticing I'm, oh, I'm, I'm outside and I'm breathing in and out. That's meditation. You know, it's, um, some people have meditation, uh, kind of that, uh, meditative response when they're running. Like they get yeah. that rotors high, right? So they're, they're not, that's their meditation. A lot of people receive meditation experience when they're dancing. They're just in the moment, they're moving, they're dancing, coloring, coloring kind of brings you into the moment, right? Mm. That's what I'm getting back to is it's more that in the moment. So if it's causing anxiety in the body, let's explore other options. What doesn't cause you anxiety? Oh, it's going on a bike ride. Great. When you're on a bike ride, just think about your inhale and your exhale. Take in your surroundings. You're meditating. Yeah, yeah. And 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 a lot of people expect that from me since I'm very big on meditation and I do yeah. it a lot. So my daughter, she swims. And she doesn't meditate. She does not like meditation. She doesn't like to stay still one place. And she just like, you know, she has a lot of thoughts going in my head. And, and she always, again, but her, when she swims, that's her meditation. She really, really enjoys it. Like you said, the breath, you know, she feels her breath. She just loves being in the water. She experienced that. And people think that I teach my kids to like sit down and meditate and with me, I'm like, no, like you don't have to. My other daughters actually love to sit down and meditate, but this one, she just says to me, mama, when I swim, I just, that's my meditation. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so I'm glad that you mentioned for people that are, like you said, if you're getting anxious of meditating, when you sit down and you want to meditate, maybe it's not for you to just sit down because your thoughts are so much and overwhelms you. That's number one. And the other thing is that a lot of people hear about meditation and they in their head just have this imagination, like you said, that the thought's going to go away. I'm just going to be, I'm supposed to feel a certain way the expectation of that feeling is, I don't know what it is. I'm supposed to feel a certain way that gives them the anxiety. Absolutely. You know, you just have to sit and you just have to, don't expect anything. And just like you said, just breathe and be in the moment and then let it come to you. Yes. And meditation should never be pressure. If you, if you're being pressured to meditate or if you're pressuring yourself to meditate, I wouldn't recommend that. It really should just feel good. And I love that you shared your daughter's meditative state is swimming. That's yeah. how she that's how she receives time with herself and spirit. So that's beautiful. She's right. meditating and she just meditates different than mom does. Cool. And that's okay. Yes. Right? Um, I feel like that pressure of you know, um, sitting down and meditating with the Dalai Lama, while I would love to do that <laughs> personally. Right, um, right, right. You know, that's not for everyone. Right. So to me, it's in inviting each individual human on the planet to explore a meditative state for them. What does that feel like to just be in the moment, you're breathing and you're being, and you're joyous and happy? That's your meditation. Mm -hmm.
That's beautiful. So now let me, I'm going to go back, circle around, and ask you a question for listeners that I want them to get to know you a little bit better. The journey of doing this work, how did that happen? Like, how, what, when would, was there something calling that came into you, or you feel like always, oh, you were always like that, or how would this happen to you to become this beautiful person, and now you're sharing your experience with everybody else? Thank you for um, your kind words. When I was a tot, so when I was like four or five, okay. um, I was playing in my grandma's basement in Minnesota and with my cousins. And I was, I kept seeing a guy over in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he definitely had kind of that ghost spirit type energy now as a four or five year old I I was curious but I was scared okay I'll admit that and I just kept playing with my cousins well then I kept seeing and feeling more throughout my childhood and I'm like okay and it I mean it didn't scare me to the fact where I go and hide under the blankets but it definitely raised the hair on my skin I remember that and then my, when my grandmother of this house in Minnesota crossed, um, she visited me the night that she crossed at my bed. And I it was the most amazing experience I've had in my life because I witnessed my grandmother no longer suffering. And she didn't talk to me, but I knew, Valerie, that she was there to let me know that she was going to be by my side throughout my life. And my grandmother is definitely a spirit guide of mine. So fast forward throughout the years, teenager and, you know, young adult, um, I was definitely seeing more visions. Um, I would, you know, get these premonitions of events and then they would happen. So I'm like, hmm, okay something's happening here and I, I need to start listening more. And then I put myself through massage school and in massage school, one of my professors mentioned Reiki and I'm thinking what in the Sam heck is Reiki? But I was so drawn to the word. And she said, this is an energy work modality. And I'm okay. I'm taking that course. <laughs> it just, it just, you know, you, you know, when you hear things and you kind of get those like ding, 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 like, yeah, this is meant to be, this feels part of my path. And so I took, I got trained um, in a weekend intensive um, for Reiki level one, two, and three. And the reason I bring that in is because since Reiki training, I started just naturally infusing it into my massage body work sessions. I was getting messages and visions while my clients are on the table. So I just one day started sharing them, started delivering the messages to my clients. And next thing I know, the more I'm trusting, more um, clear channels were opening for me. I started seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing. I'm like, okay, this is what universe wants me to do. Wow. And I just, I just trusted. I just leaned into it to more and my clients were open to receiving the messages. And that's 
how it's unfolded. And I continue to learn and I, you know, um, working with spirit is, I, it's kind of hard to, to explain it in human words. To me, it is Zen to me. Working with spirit is the Zen-like space and state in this honored space, whether it's spirit guides or angels or, you know, my clients loved one that have crossed that come through. It is so, it's such an honor to do this work and to deliver the messages to the community. So that's how it all, that's how it all began in a nutshell. So it's been with me most of my life. Wow. That is so interesting. Now, do you, uh, when you're with your client, do you see the spirit and, and they give the message? Because from I'm not familiar with it, but I, I heard that the other media, be, uh, that they see them and they kind of like a, they give you a message to you and you pass the message to the physical person, kind of like because the spirit is invisible. Exactly. Um, I, I call myself like a post-woman through spirit. I'm literally delivering messages. So it's, you know, Valerie, I, I pull from a few different um, uh, senses, intuitive senses. So mm -hmm. sometimes I do see, like I close my eyes a lot and I see, I do see spirit. Like I can describe what they look like, what they're wearing. Um, I can hear them sometimes. Sometimes I feel them. It depends on the client and what channel spirit wants to go down that day. But yes, when they start sharing messages, I'm delivering them. I'm not covering anything up. I'm literally just delivering them. It, does it resonate? Yes. Do sometimes, does it not? Yeah. I'm, it doesn't mean I'm not going to share the message. I'm still going to share the message. Wow. That's why I wanted to ask you. Now, when you're delivering the message, everybody's reaction is different. Obviously, as a normal person, or I should say, we, we all are, but we all have ability to do so, but you're more in tune to it. Are they like getting messages that they're not ready to hear or the spirit knows to give a message that they're capable of receiving? Both. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, it's both. I mean, when you come to you know, a, a medical intuitive or psychic medium, clairvoyant, tarot um, card reader, energy reader, there, there could be some type of intention or hope, you know, perhaps you come with message or excuse me, with questions, curiosities, or you want to connect with someone that crossed. Um, there's typically an intention behind why someone reaches out to me um, and wants a reading. And spirit has a very beautiful way of delivering messages from questions that are being asked, but also things that maybe you didn't want to explore, but they want to talk about it. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's not one specific thing. I can't say it's, you know, it's just you come to a reading and you're going to get all your questions answered. Answer. I can't guarantee that because right. sometimes spirit wants to go down this path and talk about why this trauma is showing up in your life. And you're like, mm, I didn't really want to talk about that though. And spirit's like, well, but we want to talk about it. So that, that happens. Um, wow. Or, you know, a loved one that's crossed that you, a, a client didn't have a great relationship, <laughs> you know, with 
they'll come forward because they want to talk and let's work. We didn't talk when, when I was alive. So let's talk now about it. So it can at times be uncomfortable, but I found one of the biggest benefits of receiving a reading from spirit guides and loved ones that have crossed is it's healing or it's supportive. Um, you know, and, and it, and it can really work through emotional traumas and, um, you know, challenges in life, obstacles, um, you know, a lot of it is confirmation. We're, you know, Valerie, we're all born with intuition. Every human on this planet is born with intuition. It's just whether we choose to lean into it or not. That's really the truth. Right, right. No, I, I definitely believe that. I definitely, yeah. I'm not as advanced as you, but I definitely feel them. I, I mine is purely feeling and I consider myself a messenger and I get like you said, those feelings of that I just speak about it. And sometimes people tell me like, how do you know? I don't, I don't know, I just came to me, you know? Like, cause you're in that middle main and, and doing that, so. Yes. This is, yes, I love to talk about it all day, every day, I because I, especially when you, especially when you have somebody that is, you can actually talk about it and they don't think that you're crazy. Yeah. It makes us so much better. Well, and, and, uh, you know, I want to just touch on that real quick. I mean, Please. there are, you know, when you're attached, really, really honoring and tapping and, and tuning into your intuition, are there skeptics out there? Absolutely. Um, don't know why or where that comes from for the individual that is skeptic of the in the other individual being intuitive and sharing that intuitive, you know, um, gift. But what I'm getting at is when someone calls you crazy or um, says that's voodoo or it's against a certain religion, whatever. It's lack of education. Yes. Because every human is intuitive. Again, when I go back to every person is born with intuitive gifts, just whether we want to honor it or not. And if you don't want to honor it, that's a personal choice. Right. And that's okay if you right. don't want to honor it. If you do, again, that's great. It's a personal choice. I'm choosing to honor the intuitive gift I've been gifts I've been given. And there are, you know, individuals that are um, respectful of the work I do, but they, they don't understand it. And that's okay. That's okay. They don't, maybe it doesn't work for them. And right. that's okay. That's what I want to get at is, you know, um, or they're not educated or they don't want to tap into their intuition. And you know what? That's okay. That doesn't right. work for them. So I, I appreciate you saying that. I just wanted to kind of bounce off of that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because no, no, these are the, these are the things that people think about it. And like I always say, there's nothing right or wrong. Like you said, we are all born with a gift, you know, spirit or anybody that is religious and believing certain religion, God, whatever you call it, Jesus is fair. You know, mm -hmm. and fairness of is that we all underneath of this physical look are the same. And we have the same talent and potential and intuitive, you know, uh, ability. 
to be whoever we wanted to be. It's just that, like you said, you choose to practice it or not. Yeah. And just like everything else, like, you know, I mean, look at the basketball players, right? I mean, you probably couldn't do what, half of what they do, like even, even hold the ball. But yeah. it's okay. We're not, you know, it doesn't make us like bad people. But then they practiced and they did it because it's not like we cannot do it. If we would have practiced, we probably would have done it too. But we didn't. We chose not to. That doesn't make us bad person. That doesn't make them better person. It just, I wanted to mention that for people out there that are some people maybe skeptical about it and say, and at the end of the day, also it's more, pretty much you believe, you know, what you perceive as real or is real. Yeah. Like her. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. as you believe how, what you believe is that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Whatever you believe, that's your truth. No, no wrong, no right. It's so true. And, and your feelings are valid. You know, if you're, if you're being told, you know, if you're, if you're on the other side, okay. So if someone's coming to me and saying, Charmaine, what you, what you do is, you know, goofy or voodoo or so. I don't know. I've heard that. I, it's never been said to me, but I, I'm, you know, if someone were to say that, um, I'm not going to say, well, that's incorrect because for them it's not. You know, so we don't, I don't want to gaslight them. I know that term's loosely used now, but I'm just saying, you know, I don't want to take away their feelings because feelings are valid. Um, It's now, no matter where you're at in your life, there's always opportunities to explore. Why am I feeling this way about this person? What I found is when I'm um, questioning or confused about why a person is this way or acting this way or what have you is because I'm not educated. Do I know their life story? Do I, do I, you know, I'm just going off of my first initial exchange with them. You know, when you, we've all run into someone that's maybe a little um, having a bad day and they project it on you, but do we know, do we really, you know, someone's, you know, honking at you, we're cutting you off on the, on the inner, on the, excuse me, on the highway. We, I mean, yeah, no one wants to be cut off, but when I, I step back and go, I wonder why that person needs to get somewhere faster than I do. Or I wonder, curious what's going on with that person right now. You know, I'm trying, I try and really act from a place of curiosity. I don't do it all the time. Sometimes I'll be like, man, that guy just cut me off, (laughs) you know, but overall, (laughs) overall, I really try and act from a place of curiosity and intuition, honey, as we all know, it's not tangible. It's not we, yeah. you know, it's 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 not it's something it's it's something we feel or sense or know or maybe we see but it's not something as the human eye can really for, truly see in front of us it's it intuition is trust and that's sometimes not easy to do <laughs> no absolutely not beautifully said beautifully said thank you so much for that yes Let's talk about how people can find you and what do you offer? I know you offer a lot of things, but in a nutshell, the reason I ask you, who are your clients? Anybody can come to you, but what do you offer? So in a nutshell, um, I offer in 
medical intuition, um, medical intuitive sessions, which is an intuitive scan. I do an intuitive scan of the, all of the bodies, the physical, mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual body. And I share the messages of what those bodies are seeing. So people, clients come to me because they're a little lost on guidance from, um, you know, symptoms, disease, illness, um, any interruptions in the bodies. And so we go on an exploratory journey together and get to the root causes of why mm. the client is experiencing these things. So there's a lot of insight happening and I do just intuit it and I share the messages of what the body's saying. Um, so that is one. And then with Reiki, it's just working on the energy body and um, balancing out any interruptions or blockages um, and or, you know, um, traumatic patterns in the energy body, which affects our, again, our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual body. So that's what with the Reiki, you're just receiving energy work. And, um, and with spirit readings, which is kind of a branch off of medical intuition, it's just tuning into, um, you know, spirit guides and or loved ones that have crossed and delivering the messages. That's exactly what spirit readings from me are. And this is all done virtually. This is done. Yes, it's done via phone call or Zoom. And, okay. um, and you can you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or Instagram under my business page Receive Inc I N C or Receive Incorporated, and I also have a website which is receiveinc.com. So there's quite a few different you know ways to connect with me, but that's really my intention is to connect with the with clients and provide a safe, supportive, nurturing space to work through experiences that are challenging in life. I also teach on Insight Timer and I have free guided meditations on there and it's a free meditation app and um, and it's just free and it's for anyone that wants to explore that guided meditation. Yeah. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Uh, find her we will have her information under this episode but definitely get in touch because i love 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 talking to you about these things because it's becoming more and more people are becoming more aware of it and i really thank you for educating people and saying it in a way that they can like you said it's not something tangible but they can feel it and they can they know it's in them and you're bringing that side of them um higher and make them realize that so anybody that is feeling that they're not kind of like not in touch with themselves is definitely can benefit from your services and i will highly recommend them to find you and talk to you and practicing meditation because you're doing such an amazing job and thank you so much for being here with us today thank you so much valerie so beautiful to connect with you and have this very um amazing conversation thank you for creating the space today my pleasure thank, thank you, you so much thank you listeners you've listened to real talk with your host coach and speaker valerie malone 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might also like Valerie's coaching packages and online programs available on her website, ValerieMalone.com. On her blog, you'll also find free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve the quality of your life and business. Take a look at ValerieMalone.com.